I'm Chad Rutherford. I'm Andy Kinnick. And I'm JJ Artimez. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. I spy with my little eye. And today, we're going to be talking about Hidden Folks, a game that was developed by Adrian DeJong and Celine Veltman, published by Adrian DeJong and Mirth Yenbrevux. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, names are not funny. Names no. are serious. <laughs> Mirth, if you hear this, give me a call. Tell me how to pronounce it. I do not know. I apologize. Uh, and it was released in 2017 on iOS, Linux, macOS, Windows, Android, and the Nintendo Switch. But first, if you give us a like or a rating, it'd be greatly appreciated. So, Hidden Folks, I feel like I owe an explanation to all of you and also to JJ. Yeah, you fucking do. Uh, as to why, A, we're doing this game, and two, why you specifically were asked to be here. Yes, I, I feel pranked and joshed. <laughs> I was slightly pranking you, and, because I knew already that you would not enjoy the gameplay of this game. You're correct. And <laughs> the reason for that, and I have been trying to find this clip, but cannot, and I don't know, We've I've got maybe two weeks to find it before <laughs> this episode goes live. Indeed. So if I do, I'll put it in. If not, I'm sorry. Uh, where you were deriding a game for having... Uh, hidden object mechanic and you were like no one likes doing that <laughs> and andy's response to that was i fucking love looking fine books he fucking loves looking fine books <laughs> you loved this game i didn't say that no not yet okay i said i i fucking love looking fine books yeah All right well then now it now was the time where you have to describe to me <laughs> if you did anything less than fucking adored this game with your whole heart and soul what why this game was worse than a book uh i guess <laughs> hidden fogs is a looking fine game it is um. yes <laughs> this is a this is a hidden object game and specifically i went and searched this game out by finding like what was because hidden object games are a genre oh, that man. actually has a following like a, a very large one. Oh jesus and i was trying to find what is like generally considered to be the best one, and that is this. And so I went and got it. I think I've had it for like uh, two, like two years since yeah. whenever that episode aired. And then just now we've gotten around to doing it with you because I wanted to see if the dichotomy still existed, and also uh, sprinkling my opinions here and there. So, uh, so why was this game better or worse than a book, Andy? Uh, I, I definitely liked it less than actual look and find books. Uh, a big thing, I, I wanted to remember to grab an I Spy book while I was at my parents' house and did not remember. Uh, I think the a big appeal of look and find books to me was like looking at them as a kid and them like being these like they felt like little windows into another world. You know, like it, it reminds me of a simpler time where you could I could just sit with a book for like hours mm -hmm. just looking at it and be thoroughly entertained um there's also like a level of craftsmanship especially with like i spy that you don't appreciate as a kid but i think subconsciously you have some kind of appreciation for like how nice it looks um so yeah i feel like there's a lot to that uh physical book mm. um with the game there's a lot of like zooming in and zooming out and the image being like 
eight <laughs> screens big that yeah. you had to like pan around, which I didn't quite like as much. Indeed, indeed. I will say I actually like this game uh, a lot more than I Spy books or Where's Waldo books. Um, they were never my thing as a kid, and I felt found the idea of even looking at them to be kind of daunting and unappealing. Um, and so I, my expectation going in was that I was going to really hate this game, and I'm more so. I don't. I definitely didn't hate the game. I didn't love my time with it, as I think we all kind of expect. But I, I found myself marveling similarly to the way that you look at an I Spy book and just how detailed the illustrations are. Well, I Spy well, books are like physical models. <laughs> That's true. So the photographs and the models and the 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 panoramas mm -hmm. that were there in the I Spy books. I was marveling at the little technical details in this game that I found to be really impressive and interesting and drew a few uh, maybe unexpected comparisons to other things. Um, so that's, I don't know. I actually came out slightly more positive, but also negative in different ways. So. Hit, hit me with it. I, I need someone to like kind of quell the storm within me <laughs> before things really go through. Because I mean, this could have been... If if you just let this out, uh -huh. end of our friendship on the spot. <laughs> just just slurs will fly. I, mm -hmm. I don't want, and I value you and cherish you. Yeah, so I think the, for me, the positives of this game are are two major things. One, this game has actually a, a weirdly heavy emphasis on interaction, like actually choosing what you're going to examine and look at, and then these like little cause and effect things you can do, like plugging things into outlets or making snowballs roll down hills and become bigger. Um, it was unexpected because I was expecting this to be a very static game, but it actually has a lot of motion and technical intrigue. But then the other thing is that it kind of reminds me of doing the crossword puzzle, uh, which is something that for the past couple of years I've been doing every day. And it's like reading the clues that they give for each of the, the people's location and then trying to decipher based on the clue where they would be in relation to other things. And they go from as simple as being like, this guy is on the outskirts of town to like very cryptic in a way that is like, uh, this person needs a little more than, than nicotine to light them up. And they're like next to a burning pile of tires. Like <laughs> it's like, you have to think about what it's saying and go to them. So I was kind of drawn to the, linguistic and interactive elements of it more than the hidden object ones got it hypothetically i could absolutely appreciate that kind of linguistic craft that you could build into a very good version of this game um but as it stands i'm pretty sure this game is like let me start <laughs> if i was sent backwards in time mm -hmm. and was tasked with teaching teddy roosevelt what video games are 30 minutes into that conversation this game would be what teddy was imagining i'm pretty sure oh yeah yeah it'd be like like so the drawings move around when you're not doing anything and they make funny noises to entertain the kids when you click on them and then if you're like a cool gamer you'd be like no teddy actually games are like way more than that uh, you're like really oversimplifying 
what interaction means. Unless it's this game when it's literally just you click the car and a human man goes beep beep. And that's it's unclear to me whether that's intended as a punishment. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's a punishment because I clicked the wrong. It's maybe it's trying to discourage you from just clicking fucking everything because you want to be done with this because you were charmed in the first 20 minutes of the game and we're mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a really cute. I'm glad someone made this. And you were like, wait, I'm supposed to be here for hours i have to stay because that's such i mean it's just no no dude game has squandered my goodwill i think faster <laughs> 15 minutes into this experience i was like oh man this is gonna be so cute uh-huh and fun 45 minutes into this experience done never yep. picked it up ever again never going to went to the desert level yep. started scrolling fuck this fuck chad fuck andy <laughs> yep. i hate you I don't want to do any of this. Yeah, I mean, the desert level is the worst one. It's probably the worst level. Um, yeah. They I want put to be it clear. really up front in the game, too. I didn't do the desert level. Mm. I looked at the desert level oh, and yeah. then yeah. walked out of the building. Yeah, this the train of this conversation, I think, is going to make it hard for me to say anything about the game. <laughs> because I liked the game, uh-huh. but I think that's largely because I just like looking finds in general. Yeah. I'm endeared to them as a kid. But I feel like a lot of the execution in this I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like the desert level is a good example. Uh, it, it's so big, and there's so much scrolling in and out. Like, I can imagine, like, a giant car town mat printout of <laughs> that level and it being a lot more enjoyable to be able to like stand over the whole thing and like go along and like look at each thing in chunks and not lose track of what I have and have not looked at in the past like 30 seconds uh, so it's a lot of like the fact that it is a game that relies on you like zooming in and out and like I do like a lot of the interactive elements I think a lot of them are very cute but, like, you have, like, the city level where there's so many windows with shutters. And, like, you, you just, like, I find yourself sitting there opening all of them. And it, it can get a little tedious. Um, like, I think one of the appeals to, like, a lot of look and finds for me is, like I was saying earlier, like, it's like a little scene. And this tends to err a little bit more on the Where's Waldo side where they just put as many fucking characters in the scene as they possibly can. Yeah. Um, which I always liked a little bit less, personally. So, it's doing a lot of things in execution I don't like as much, but I still did enjoy it overall. I, I think... So I'm really splitting the difference. <laughs> or we're all being torn in different directions, I think, by the game. Here, I can dig in in a way that I think will still be useful, especially given your contribution. Yes. To clarify, A, why, like a brass tacks philosophical level, I don't enjoy looking finds particularly much. Yeah. And also respond to your particular joys and statements, Chad. Yeah. Like, when I am playing this game, I could imagine a version of it, perhaps even a version where I trusted the author more, where I assumed the clues were like so witty and good and great that I could immediate that I I could trust that if I saw the answer, I would immediately know that that was the correct one. Like go to example here. There was in the fucking, I don't know, camper trailer park area with the crazy Batman that I love. uh, There was one clue that was like, find this woman who hates the sun and is like sunbathing and like i get the intent of the clues that you're not just supposed to look 
for anyone who's not in the sun. You're supposed to look for someone who, like, is defined exceptionally by not liking the sun. Mm -hmm. And that was true of, of the answer. It, you know, it was someone who had was covered by a whole bunch of umbrellas instead of just one. But that's not how I work at a mechanical level. <laughs> because I don't trust my own, I don't trust in my ability to recognize that on the basis of the clue immediately. Mm -hmm. So instead, I systematized it and looked at every area in which there wasn't sunlight <laughs> a person could conceivably be. Mm -hmm. So I clicked uh, on every discrete fucking umbrella one at a time, yep. just like going through it. And that was just pure fucking misery. It was absolute misery the whole time to see all these like vaguely. And I'd look at someone like, oh, they're in a bikini. And I click on them and be like, wait, nothing's happening. Oh, they're like, they have like a slightly fucking different hat. <laughs> time to continue. Hold they on, do like, have a slightly different hat. Yeah. Like Sisyphusian journey pushing this. <laughs> I will say, there were times when I felt that for sure. Like the, the, the Sisyphian ness of the whole scenario like particularly in the big large levels which i think were particularly discouraging when you first jump to them mm -hmm. and i feel like that is this is a key thing that we should get across 15 minutes into the episode <laughs> where none of us are the target audience for this game you are more the target audience yeah. than anyone here but still not, you're not out playing these all the yeah, time. Yeah, no, I've played a handful of, like, licensed I Spy look and find games that I enjoyed more than this. Yeah. So, this game is not really necessarily for us. And so I imagine that somebody who it is for looks at those big levels and goes, Fuck yeah. Yeah, they're rubbing their hands together. They're fucking pumped. They're ready to get finding. Mm -hmm. And I was not ready to get finding at all and i would see like a requirement of, of finding 23 things and go like that's impossible and like i have to scroll through because in my my version of systematizing it is i would try and read all of the clues before i started mm. so that i wouldn't miss anything ah but you can't remember like 40 things it's just not a thing that the brain is capable of doing indeed and so i would have to keep going back and checking other stuff and so for me, the really small levels I thought were really cool. I liked the designs of the areas. I liked the interactive bits. I liked the clues. But then the big ones were so intimidating that they all gave me a fucking brain aneurysm. <laughs> so I get that. Like, <laughs> the big levels to me feel like the biggest weakness, but also like a distinct strength of the medium. Yeah. That seems like it's probably really good for people who are into this. Yeah, I, I feel like... Maybe that's the case, but like I think keeping them more manageable to like scroll around and focusing on like m like a m like just making the design of the area stronger. Like I don't know. I feel like just making it big almost kind of feels like a crutch. Like we're gonna make it harder by just by making it bigger. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There are sort of like fuzzy edges as well. That like like if you zoom out enough. You could absolutely divide the larger zones into, like, general areas for you to search within. Yeah, like, there's a skiing level yeah. uh, in the middle-ish of the game that could have been four levels, <laughs> but instead it is one. Fair. Anyway, continue. But, uh, yeah, and because those boundaries between zones are a little bit fuzzy, uh, you know, you can be sure where to start looking, but uh, if you, like me, are attempting a s systemic approach to like make sure you don't miss anything the existence of those fuzzy boundaries continues to be maddening 
uh, and I, I never know, can ever be certain that my trials are truly done and that I can like cross a particular area off the list and look to the next one. It, and just not in, this, not in this game's defense, because I have no interest defending this game for any period of time, <laughs> but to instead defend like the concept. I really love that this game exists. I kind of feel to this game similarly as I would to like a vast model train set in some weird guy's basement, right? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is this, exactly. <laughs> it is. I can clearly tell that it like brought someone joy to bring this into the world. It has an aesthetic that I can imagine a lot of people really, you know, vibing with for long periods of time. And I, too, like participated in the laughter for that for the initial first 15 minutes. But in much the same as a model train set, if some guy like attempted to like mess with the model, I don't want to say play. I don't really know what they do with model train sets. They simulate. Yeah, if, if they wanted to manipulate the model train <laughs> set with me for like three hours, I would hate that man at the end <laughs> of those three hours. <laughs> That's another thing that we should mention. I think this also goes into the uh, us just like, being intimidated by those large levels and just the complexity of those large levels. The how long to beat on this game said three hours. I finished this game, and when I finished this game, I said nobody else has to finish this game because it <laughs> took me seven and a half hours to beat the whole thing. Uh, it's not like the game ever becomes hard in the way that like another game might become hard because uh -huh. you are ostensibly you can find anything just by scrolling left and right across the thing and interacting with stuff. But like the, just the sheer amount of things becomes overwhelming. It's difficult on like almost a physical level where you're like, my brain can't hold all the information that I need to in order to do this. And so it ends up just taking away longer than I think it needs to. But once again, this does feel like it's one of those things that like, is just for somebody who's not me. <laughs> Agreed. I, in fact, another... It's the train set. <laughs> yes. Perhaps this is strained, but, like, when I was working through it, it didn't feel... Like, the reason that a crossword puzzle can be intellectually stimulating is because you can, like, sit there and try and approach it from new, like, neurological directions, right? You can try and, like, fire different neurons and associations about the prompt. Mm -hmm. But with this game, I feel like I would read the prompt... And the prompt would be straightforward enough in most instances where I could, like, form the conceptual hook in my brain that was like, oh, okay, I'm looking for someone who wants to be out of the sun. But that isn't enough to actually create the solution because seeing the circumstance on screen is also necessary to actually find the person and solve it. And the preconception to doing that is just scrolling for fucking 30 minutes <laughs> just over and over again. So I felt like I was sitting there with half a solution waiting for the other half of it to present itself to me, and I felt like I had no interesting way to make that process go by faster or instantly. Right. So a skill issue. Skill mm -hmm. issue. It's a skill issue. Yeah. The way to, to solve this, this is my hot tip that I should have presented <laughs> earlier. The way that you do it is you read the clue, right? Yeah. And you get a sense of what the area that person might look like, or the area that they are in might look like. Right. And then you zoom all the way out, and then you just sort of pan and look for that. Because, like, person who is sunbathing but does not like the sun, when you, you go, okay, beach... So you go to the beach, and you scroll down the beach, and then you see a big bunch of umbrellas, and you say, that's weird. And then you click on the umbrellas, and that's how you find that person. <laughs> like, it's more about an association than it is about, like, 
actually combing yeah, it's, the area. It's leaps of logic, not certainty of logic. Right. It's like induction versus deduction. Which thing. is a totally different form of thinking. I yeah. think that a lot of puzzles and games sort of want you to go. Yeah, there's there. a lot of just like trying to keep stuff in mind. Mm-hmm. Like you could read like two or three and try and remember like what they look like and then kind of like zoom out to a medium level and kind of like scroll around like it's kind of about getting the lay of the land like the later into the list you get you can read a clue and be like oh that character's probably in this spot yeah and you can go look so yeah i mean i guess yeah it's just a different mode of play i guess Mm -hmm. so it was probably a bad thing that at the same time that i was playing this game (laughs) i was also going through the case of the golden idol Mm. which required an exact opposite brain <laughs> circumstance. That seems like it would make sense, it yeah. It was real good and thus constantly tempting, like a golden idol. <laughs> I actually, I have a similar thing, which is things that this game did not engage me enough to make me not do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this is a two-part thing. I think this game is actually... So I found this game at least reasonably relaxing. It was a game that you could just sit there and kind of do and not worry too much about. Fucking chills. Shudders. <laughs> Did you say that? So I started wearing headphones and just, like, doing other things while I was playing the game. And one of the things that made me do that, though, and I'm curious about this because I just, in order to get the, the developer for the game, I looked on the Steam page. Mm-hmm. And the Steam page sells a thing that it says the it's the hidden folks mouth sounds pack did we all have mouth sounds already like when you play the game where all the sound effects made by a person oh yeah 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 yeah. right yeah so so we didn't buy the mouth sounds pack Uh, i'm assuming that's a cheeky way of selling the soundtrack Oh, I suppose it could be yeah, that. Yeah, because it doesn't oh. have music. I assumed it was like sound effects from the game that they're selling you. I mean, Possibly. It could alternatively be in between each sound effect. You know, when there's all the ambient noise <laughs> that you're supposed to also use to help find clues. It's just a man going like... Yeah. Yeah, a little ASMR. Yeah. Uh, or, I mean, it could be additional sound effects. I don't know. Also possible. We should look into it, but... I don't know. I'm not going to do that. Okay, I'm, fuck The that. light at the end of that tunnel is, at best, mouth sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually found... I thought the idea was so funny. Like, oh, like, the whole thing is, like, just, like, a guy going... Bap, bap, bap. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's great. I love that. I, it probably took me about 20 minutes before I was like, that's bad. I hate that. <laughs> I don't know how... But this idea that I thought was such a good one became annoying so immediately fast. Yes. I never was annoyed by it, but... That's good. You yeah. love mouth I didn't sounds. listen with headphones. Like, I, I just was listening to it on a TV, and the sound effects were pretty quiet, so... I guess that's fair. Didn't really bother me. I'm glad that you kept the noise down so that your neighbors <laughs> yeah. didn't have to hear what was going on. Yeah. yeah I felt like it kind of complimented the, like school notebook margin illustration style it absolutely did that is true aesthetically i think this game is fantastic yeah i think it's very comparable to the folly of wanting to cast the actual voice actor for mario in the mario movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh explain well well first correct my ignorance what is that fucking guy's name oh charles martin name thank you i'm except my gamer shame oh. but yeah shamer shame shame yeah i would not want to hear charles martin talk 
for 45 minutes about anything <laughs> in that voice. No, literally nothing. Sorry, could, Charles. The meaning of life could be escaping He's those, a big fan. <laughs> those lips. So we go. And I wouldn't, I, I couldn't do it. It would, it would be just too grating on, on my soft ear sacks. They need to keep any gentler sounds than that. I can see this being true. Yeah. And, but that doesn't diminish his value, right? Like, well, a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like you're trying to diminish him, JJ. It diminishes his value in the context <laughs> of being a movie voice actor, but mm-hmm. that's not it, the, the context in which he excels. You know, I would never ask a volleyball player to, like, kick some ass at Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Volleyballers notably know nothing about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Famously. Famously. Uh. We all have our lanes, right? And it's, it's okay. And I agree that, like, there is much that is funny and enjoyable about the, like, beep, beep, like, voice sound, <laughs> like, school margins aesthetic that the mm. game is going for. Mm. But that doesn't mean that that, con- that that translates to every other possible context. I, I do not want fucking hours of that ever. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And also, I agree because I didn't enjoy them. After yeah, this is one of the few instances where you will say, "I listen to music instead of the game audio," and I won't get mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I brought it back. Like there are times when the audio does actually help solve the puzzle. Like yeah. the factory level, which is a notoriously difficult level, uh, notorious by me. I've never talked to anyone <laughs> else about it. Uh, where there's a monkey in a box and the clue is to find some bananas but the bananas are like also just right next to the monkey so you kind of just have to find the exact space but the monkey is making monkey noises so Mm. you can listen in and as they get louder find the monkey yeah the game does that a few times in a way that i do actually enjoy Mm -hmm. but it it felt like a way that it was distinct and better than just the i spy book inspiration it was like that being a game really added to the table there yeah but i think the levels would have to be smaller to maximize that though agreed they're like too much of a difference in kind i think that they can take a long time to solve like is there like unironically like an asmr equivalent of this game because part of the reason why i didn't want to sit there and listen closely for the pig you know oink sounds that were supposed to be your clue about where the pig was Mm -hmm. is that if i did that i was also listening closely to a man going beep beep Beep, like thousands of times over and over again but i can imagine another game in which it's like beautiful waterfall noises (laughs) (laughs) i I would love to listen very carefully to that that would be interesting uh because yeah the the problem with this with the mouth sounds in this game not being thoroughly enjoyable to listen to I think comes a lot from how, like, in very intentionally grading a lot of them are. Uh, because they are trying to mimic, like, they're supposed to conjure what they sound like into your mind, but without using, like, actual foliar sound effects. Yeah, like you're doodling and you're making sound effects as you doodle. Yeah. Uh, and then the car goes by. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just do that for the rest of the episode. <laughs> But visually, though, I do still really like it. I think that I think that the drawing style is actually very helpful, and it's it, honestly really impressive that they managed to create so much variation with such a simple style. Yeah, part of me, like, I completely understand why it is the way it is. It gets black and white. It makes it easier to 
see everything. It yeah. makes it less cluttered. I wish there was a little bit more complexity to the drawings. Um, like, because you'll be like looking for like a guy, and it'll be like, oh, he's got a white hat with a brim that sticks out this way, mm-hmm. and like a like one weird stripe over here. And you think that you see him like four times, but it's actually slightly different. And you have to go back and look and check again at how it's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think like a little bit more complexity would be nice. But overall, I do like it. Uh, do we have findum thoughts? <laughs> My findum thoughts <laughs> are, <laughs> uh, yeah, this game. It was fun. Uh, I do just like a good look and find. Uh, I have I've endeared to the activity, I guess, since I was a kid. Um, but yeah, I do think a lot of the execution in this leans in a direction I don't like as much. Um, the biggest one is like just the having how big the levels can be, how much you have to zoom in and out, how it's easy to kind of lose your place. Um, when you're looking for a particular thing, like, oh, did I check this spot yet? Have I checked it three times? I'm not sure. It could be either one. could be true. Um, But, yeah, I I still think it does have a lot of charm. You like the visual style. I think the idea of the sound effects is interesting and fun at the very least. Um, But, yeah, I I think other things like... I Spy always had a little story. It was pretty simple, but something like of a through line to lead you through all the levels. Or same thing with Where's Waldo, even though it's as simple as Waldo escaped through time, go find him or something. Um, Something that kind of ties everything together, I think also would have been nice in this. Um, Yeah, so I feel like I, I, the things I dislike about it are things like it just doesn't have for the most part that I think could elevate it. But I mean, like a, a pleasant enough time all all around i guess for me uh yeah i think i i in the end like i have a lot of respect for this game it weirdly i think that it ends up falling in a really uncomfortable middle ground um where i think it contains a lot of things like the self-contained puzzle levels like where you have to guide a guy across an area um sort of appeal to people who aren't the look and find hidden object veterans hobes <laughs> uh and i think that, that uh it, it's it, it i feel like that probably detracts a bit from people who were looking for that pure i spy experience and also entices me into wanting to play a game that i'm not going to enjoy very much and it's interesting to see like what a positive reception it has because obviously a lot of the people who this is the target game for just do- that doesn't bother them or they like that stuff too like it all fits into a genre and i do like talking about new genres cuz obviously we haven't done a, a hidden object game before so it was enjoyable to to experience it something that i never have um and i really like how far it goes with using the medium in a way that books cannot i like that the levels are enormous just for the sake of people who like that the levels are enormous because those people aren't getting that from anything else mm-hmm. uh so yeah i didn't like this game I, did, I wish i didn't spend seven and a half hours playing it but i am filled with a sense of satisfaction that somebody out there played this and fucking loved it uh because it is cute and fun to imagine i agree 
the imagining of this game is way better than me being involved <laughs> with the game really at any level. Mm. If one of you Obe heads is out there and I like comment down, down below, I want to give you a high five. I want to give you the support that you're denied because I feel like if you were an Obe head, you would be very used to a lot of prejudice in your day-to-day -day life. You know, if, if I saw an adult man <laughs> with an I Spy book, <laughs> like my first thought wouldn't be good, but that's my failing. That's not yours. So I'm, you know, I wish you a happy new year and I hope you find what you're looking for. I like that. It's a little, I, mm, that's good. That's a good line to end on. Actually, this is a good line to end on. Thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket this week. What are we talking about next time? Next time, you decide. Epic rap battles of history. <laughs> uh, Fan Brewery is next uh, month. So, if you haven't already, get over on the fucking YouTube comments or get in our Discord and tell us what you want us to play and we'll make decisions about those games and then we'll play those please don't suggest more hidden object games we are uh, apparently pissy bad at them uh <laughs> until that time you can get a hold of us all of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com uh or on splattershot.pro there you can find links to our twitter account our email address the youtube channel which contains all of our old episodes including Whichever fucking episode we referenced looking fine books on that I can't find, ironically. <laughs> uh, and that's it. And that's it. Bob is you. We talked about Minute. That game's also in black and white. And comes in a bundle on Steam with this game called Black and White Games. It's a weird bundle. And Downwell is probably also in that. It probably is. Goodbye. See you later. Happy New Year. Beep beep. Beep beep. I love that music is appealing.